Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, still alive and breathing co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Still alive, like the Pearl Jam song. Don't ever mention that fucking band here ever again. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every <laughs> single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about... Pulp. Pulp. This one comes to us from my friend Anna. Thank you, Anna, for suggesting this. Uh, I don't know if you'll like any of us by the end of this episode or if you're listening again. However, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I like the band. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, before we get into any of that, any of that, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you want to suggest an artist, please email all your suggestions to everyalmever at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot more suggestions. We're trying to squeeze them in as much as we can. Uh, thank you for you know following the, the general criteria that we got. Hopefully they're dead. If not dead, then broken up and super old. And then we're, we're off to the races. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking do it. Ugh. But you should follow me and Alex on Instagram because now we're doing this uh, kind of book club kind of thingy. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be old news. But follow me on Instagram to find out which artist we'll be discussing the next week. So you can email all your stuff. You can listen to the album along with us. You can... Finally have some input instead of listening to us yell at you about what we think. So you can follow me at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And if you want more pulp after the episode, be sure to check out the Spotify playlist uh, that we've put together. There should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching as well as everyalbumever.com. We got playlists for all the episodes. So plugs done now pulp. What's yes. going on? I didn't even know this band existed until uh, I put them on the schedule. I thought I didn't know they existed. Then I got to one album, and I remember uh, good friend Dylan Gabig showing me that song, Common People. Mm. And he's a fan of that song, and mm. I just never, never put the time in. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I'm I'm they were they were real big in the 90s. Right. At least in the UK, uh they're part of the Britpop wave which included bands like Oasis and Blur. Mhm. And yeah, they're they're one of those bands where it's like they're huge. But if you bring them up to most people, they're like, who? Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, the same with, with Blurry. Like, you have to you have to sing the vocal line to a song that they didn't even like that they wrote in order for people to remember who the hell Blur is. <laughs> That's anyone, true. Anyone well, who's confused, it's the Woohoo song. And now you know what I'm talking about. But And that dude went on to do the Gorillas. So, no. Hey, it all worked out. It seemed like it all worked out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Pulp. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, and going in blind, uh, I thought I had them pegged from the first album, kind of. And then like they kept going. I was like, ooh, this is, a, this is an interesting fucking band. They are real interesting. I am a fan. I like them a lot. I don't care for them. Oh, I- my God. I fucking knew it. You have horrible <laughs> taste, Alex. Why do I talk to you? They're such a fucking good. Okay. God damn. Go on, say I don't it. Hate, I don't hate them. I'm just bored by them. Oh, oh, the rage. I feel it. I need to quell it with some arrowhead. 
I started off very similar with you. I didn't know where this band was going because they have quite the evolution in terms of their sound. And then it got to a certain point where I was just like, okay, okay, I'm okay. I'm done here. In your defense, uh, as soon as they hit the literal middle, the literal middle of their career, they become that for the rest of their career. They hit a point, yeah, then they're the same. That's about right. Yeah. But they do have a little bit of an evolution, and we're going to talk about all of it, obviously. Oh, boy, I'm going to get yelled at for this one. So, Pulp, uh, in their reasonably long existence, they had they put out seven albums. First one was released in 1983, the last one in 2001. Uh, even though it, like they started early 80s, they spent. They only did two albums within the '80s. They were a fucking '90s band. They are a '90s as it yes. gets band. Uh, so that's. I guess that's why I was thrown off because, you know, you think you're in for some new wave stuff, early '80s, and then wackiness. It's it's weird. They don't sound like a '90s band. They don't even sound like those other Britpop bands. Mm-mm. They covered out this weird mellow dramatic yeah um, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious yeah. it's some of it is it so is. goddamn Some, funny sometimes sometimes it's like a like a bad soap opera the yeah. way the lyrics are yeah uh so let uh start this is the shortest intro we've ever done it's because we didn't we, we don't have any fucking biases apparently I, 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 oh i got like a little bit of uh backstory before Please do. Yeah, yeah I don't know why I pressed over that. 78 when Jarvis Cocker was 15. And there's there's so many people in the band. They definitely hit like a, uh, a classic lineup in the 90s. But there's so many people. Jarvis Cocker is the, the, the main guy. dude. Yeah, yeah. The main dude. Singer, guitar player, uh, dark rim glasses, I believe. Early reports said they sounded like a mix of ABBA with the fall. So that's interesting. That is extremely interesting. And I think I kind of agree. Yeah. And then they gave their demo tape to John Peel in 1981. And he did Peel sessions with them. But it didn't do shit for them, really. Really? And so if you're like a big uh, pulp fan or they sound interesting to you they have those peel sessions and it sounds even more different than their other albums so like for hardcore fans you can check out that that peel session album to to hear them in probably their earliest recorded form i might do that alex i know you won't but i am also i just like john peel a lot anything uh Everything he does. I mean, it probably such sounds a great, real good. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, that's one of my problems with this band early on, too, is literally the production. But go on, go on. And yeah, that's kind of their best story before we get into the uh, the first album. All right. So let us start, even though I keep saying that, but forgetting that there's more that we were supposed to do. Goddamn, I am off lately. I am just... Ugh. Anyway. First album, last album. First album. Oh, we already did that. I already did that. Uh, so we're going to... Fuck, whatever. This is 1983. It. I said...
Oh yeah, it has a very long intro. How much more tropical can we get here? Uh, well, you could throw a steel drum in there. You're right. If you want it. Clink, 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 clink. Oh, yeah. Come up to my lighthouse for Whoa. I have something. Those some loud say. vocals. Yes. It can wait for a moment. It is. It can wait all day. Boring goth vocals over pretty guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and you got. You could tell they were like big Roy Orbison and Phil Spector fans once the main chorus kicks in. Right. There it is. I really like this chorus, but he is no Roy Orbison. No, no one is, really. <laughs> Ever seen uh, Matthew Ber Berlinski karaoke Pretty Woman? No, but I'm already imagining it. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Uh, if anybody was, uh, watched or listened to our Slayer episode, our friend Matt Berlinski guest on that one, that's who we're talking about. But also, I like this album, but say it. Worse. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I fucking disagree so hard. Oh, boy, do I disagree. I feel, as someone who doesn't like this band, I feel like that's a safe pick for worse. Uh, I guess. And I only think it can be... The only reason why I get the worst title is because of how bad the production is. The drums might as well not even be there on the whole fucking album. It's insane. Mm -hmm. I've never heard... Well, not, that's not true, but I've recently never heard any album where the drums are mixed this low and the vocals are louder than everything else. And he's not yep. that good of a singer, at least at this point where he wasn't doing anything interesting. He was just gothing essentially. Uh, I will say we've done a few bands where they're ashamed of their early work and it's not readily available. I know pulp is ashamed of their early work. I don't know how much say they had, in these early albums being mm -hmm. re-released or if it was just the record labels, but uh good on whoever making them these albums. Yeah. Cause I like it. I mean, I don't love it, but I, I don't know something about it was just really easy to get through and it's 30 minutes. It's like, it's so easy to get through. Uh, mm -hmm. His vocals, Mr. Mr. Cock is a cocker. Cocker. Yeah. Cock, uh, Man, they are the weakest on this album than any other album. They are the weakest thing on this album. It's just super gothy Depeche Mode. Oh, uh, he's often off key a lot. It's not like a deal breaker, I don't think, but I don't like it. I yeah, I don't like too much from this band. But again, it's not offensive. It's just real boring to me. Um, oh, but Boats and Trains is fucking amazing. Boats and Trains is oh, fucking amazing. I thought it was going to be Boats and Hoes. Oh, shut your goddamn mouth. Like, We're going to put on Boats and Trains just because you said that. I like the uh, the Italian like gondola guitars. I don't know that's what, a what that's called. It's a mandolin. What is it? It's a mandolin. 
Oh, mandolin. Yeah, like the Godfather and stuff. I'm just gonna call him uh, Italian Gond- gondola. gondola yeah. <laughs> Italian gondola guitars, absolutely. <laughs> Alex isn't racist at all. <laughs> this is fucking beautiful. Ah, oh, goddamn it! That's like it's and it's only a minute and a half. Like I really wish that was you know elaborated upon and longer. Uh, love that. On uh, wishful thinking, mm-hmm. you got some some of his like really bad, overtly dramatic songwriting. You get a little taste of that. He's a, when he's, he gets pretty theatrical. So please keep reading us lyrics. Yeah. There's one that sounds like a rap verse. Cause he says her perfume strong turned me on. And for some reason it made me think of Dr. Dre's jeans on team strong. What's the difference? That's what I always say. Uh, oh, that's not like, I'm kidding. Up there in the funniest, funniest lyrics of all time. Pretty so. good. Uh, I like Wishful Thinking. I think it's all right. And and joking aside, such cool, unexpected chord changes. That whole song, uh, I had no idea where, where it was going next. It was just such odd, weird chord, chord changes. So fucking cool. Uh, and then it has cellos in there, and I'm a sucker for anything remotely. You know, you throw a cello in there, I'm yours. Uh, I'll blow you immediately. Uh, love Love is a cheesy yellow submarine type song. I fucking <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> I know you hate it. Yeah, I think it's my least. I I also wrote that it's like the Beatles, but it's not a good wacky and it's not as endearing. Alex just doesn't like happy music. We had the same fight on uh, the last episode with Nutramilkulto. You don't like anything happy or poppy. You're you're a heartless man. You're going to die alone. I'm sorry. You're not going to die. You're a great man. But your taste, I hate your taste. Guess who gave you old Charles Bradley, though? I think Charles Bradley's pretty happy. Are you kidding me? A victim of love is not happy. How how could you? How could you? Uh, episode twenty six, probably. I just made that number up. Uh, wait, actually, wait. What episode was Charles Bradley? Uh, Charles Bradley was actually twenty six. Holy shit, I got it right. Um, but there you go. Back to pulp. Uh, I don't know. I, it's not perfect, but the only song I actually didn't care for was uh, "Looking for Life." I think it's the closer. Um. And even then, it's the it's at the end of the album. The album's only thirty minutes long. It's just so easy to get through. Produced like ass, and I don't feel the need to keep going back to it. But I didn't think it was the worst. Uh, but Alex does. So let's yeah. see anything else to add. Uh, yeah, this was a uh, commercial critical failure. <laughs> was it now? It was, and. Uh, I think Cocker was thinking about going back to school. He does that a lot. He goes back to school a lot between albums. So uh-huh. interesting. So hence the uh, the time frame between records, because we know back yeah. in the day, artists would crank out albums like the oh, next yeah. year. So, OK, that explains. Yeah, because this album came on 1983. The next one, which I guess we'll move on to now, uh, came on 1987. Nice big gap in between right here. This is Freaks. The fucking intro to this one is also super long and I forgot. I was starting to get some high hopes. Shut up and wait for it. Oh. Oh, I love this. 
to me, this is vastly more interesting than anything. This is real good. This, uh, specifically this right here, sound or reminds me heavily of uh, the Carney from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Mm-hmm. It was it was off of um, Your Funeral, My Trial. He's speaking over it over an organ. It's slow and creepy. It's just like it. I love it. Already more interesting. Even he's even the ha-has that he's adding. Well, vocal lines way I more interesting. This, this isn't talk. Oh, this isn't singing. On this track. Okay. Bummer. But this also doesn't sound like anything they'll ever do or come back to. You're right. Say it. What do you got? Oh, I know. Give it no nothing. Accolades for this personal one. favorite for me. Uh, I could, okay. I am. I'm not mad at that. This is uh fuck. When I first heard this after hearing the first album, I was very confused. I thought, oh, this is a band I'm now interested in because. This is all creepy, dark shit. The whole thing. It's, it's first of all, produced like a band now. It doesn't sound like ass anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. And has probably most the most of my favorite songs of pulp on here. That's funny that you think it sounds good because it was recorded in a week. They were rushed by the label to record it. And then they delayed it a fucking year. So this could have came out 86. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, the label, the la- like, why would you rush a band to record something and then be like, oh, well, this- uh, you know, those crazy Brits, uh, I have no idea. Uh, that seems a little counterintuitive, though. Uh, but here it's just so strange. Like you get uh, that opening track, Fairground, which is this Nick Cave, early Nick Cave, dark, creepy, uh, sort of slow I don't know what the fuck you call it. Scary. Let's call it scary. And then you get, I want you immediately after, which is sounds more sounds like, like, like leftover. Yeah. From the first album, right? Trap. Yep. Yeah. It like, yep. it reminds me of like uh fucking pa- uh, pavement or a Sebado or some shit like that. But uh, starting on this, uh, most of the album, but specifically on this song, good Lord does uh, Jarvis sound like Michael Kira from swans, like nineties uh, era swans. Like the burning world and those, some of those songs, some of these songs like fairgrounds were sung by the other other guy. Mm-hmm. I think, well, depends. Whichever one has the fucking low, low, low voice, which is usually Jarvis, uh, for mm-hmm. sure sounds like Gira or Gira. Is it Gira or Gira? I never fucking know. I don't. I yeah, don't. It gets shit. We'll uh, figure that out. Uh, Being followed home. Love it. You get some more spook. Spooky stuff, dude. It's a little bit, yeah, a little bit like slint on that song. Oh shit! Like, uh, I have a timestamp for that one. Fucking, is it three twenty? Yeah, it is. Three twenty. It is. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Where is it? Uh, one second. Now our time timestamps are becoming the same. Yeah, it's gonna. We eventually we'll just start hating the same things and we'll be <laughs> slaughtered by a strange. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's just ignore me. Yeah. What the fuck is this? 
they follow me home. Oh, the Cirque CS creep keyboards. Street thinks of some dead fish. Jump a garden wall, barefoot on the slimy grass. Air roar in my lungs. Love it, love it. He stumbles and falls behind me. Yeah, it's just spastic. A lot of this album is just super spastic. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, what is it? Master of the, Mas- Master of the Universe? Yep. It's spooky disco. That's what the, a lot of that's, this is. At this point in their career, that's probably their most versatile song. It's it's pretty crazy, the places it goes. It is It is so weird. Oh, man. It's a, it's a fucking wacky album. It's so... It's not entirely unpredictable because i mean you kind of get from the beginning that it's going to be creepy and it kind of stays that way for most of it uh but i don't know there's there's a lot of good stuff on here that i really like like uh what is it there's no emotion i couldn't like the whole time i was listening to i was like just just i just want to hear the pixies now this just reminds me so much of the pixies (laughs) uh even though i do like the song um also another thing that i that i forgot about that really pissed me off uh on the streaming on the the not deluxe the standard version streaming, don't you mm-hmm. know is just they suffocate at night again. So oh shit, you got to go to the to yeah. The, I, hmm? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did the deluxe version. Yeah, deluxe has don't you know, which I actually do like a lot. Uh, but the other one's all fucked up. It's the same with fucking birthday party. So it's, it's all fucked up. Yeah. Speaking of the birthday party, uh, they suffocate at night, which I fucking love. It really reminds me of Hee Haw era birthday party. Oh, like the. It's like the, a, it's like spooky tropical and it has like mandolins and it's just weird and kind of ugly, but it's not. It's not like dark. It's just kind of off. I'm gonna put a little bit of that on just because like the intro is pretty. Like you get the idea. This is they suffocate at night. Yeah, it's real good. I love this. It's such a great song. That's funny how the, the opening track reminds me of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and the last track reminds me of Birthday Party. Uh, but They went in reverse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Another, another standout track for me is the never-ending story. Dramatic as fuck. Oh, it's like a old timey epic movie yeah it's yeah it's wild it uh i i just immediately thought of like a score to a, a fantasy movie or fantasy adventure movie yep uh, yep you know what i'm putting on just a little bit of that just because the, the intro it tells you immediately what it is could be like an emerson lake and palmer song too. it could that's that's a lot smarter than what I was gonna say. I was expecting Jackie Chan to, to pop out at any point when listening to this. I went I went Planet of the Apes for some reason. That's actually relevant to like old Star Trek. That's what I think of too. Yeah, yeah. When they're like having shitty fight scenes. <laughs> what do you mean shitty? You mean the best fight scenes? Okay, I know, I understand. They're very shitty. Uh I don't know. I love the vibe of this album. I think I still think most of the songs are too, are too long, and that's a thing that they do a lot. And all their albums, a lot of it. Oh, just, yeah, they do. It's real yeah, long, a lot longer than it probably needs to be. But the writing is so odd, but kind of still pretty. Uh, better musicianship overall, obviously, better production, even though, I mean, it was rushed. It's neat. But like compared to the first one, it, man, that was sure. so bad. 
But uh, yeah, this one, due to like the label being all screwy and the fuckery involved in that, this one for sure he he uh is like the band. All right, I'm done with this and uh went back to college again. So <laughs> you went back to college a second time. How much more college is there? When do you run out? I did, I don't know. I maybe he's like our uh, friend Hillary and going for all those uh do- all for those all AAs? those AAs. Oh man. <laughs> Hey guys, I got 75 AAs. Uh, shit. Maybe I should go back to school. Uh, let's move on to the fucking next one. Even bigger gap. Yeah. Even bigger. Oh yeah, you're right. This is uh, Jesus Christ. 1992 separation. So I wasn't expecting this because right. I wasn't. Because the first one and the second one are so different. Yeah. And then this one keeps keeps you on your toes. This for sure keeps you on your toes. This one was like, what? What? What are they, what are they doing? I like it, the, but Jesus Christ. There's a lot going on. This is like a perfectly, a perfect kind of intro song, and I say that as someone who does not even like this song. Like I hate, <laughs> I hate everything it's doing. Like all the chord changes, it's very obvious. But mm-hmm. just the way it's performed and the way it's arranged, it's like ah, oh, this is a good intro. What? Uh, let us talk now. So now they have a bigger budget. They're influenced by house music, specifically Acid House. Yep. I don't know what the difference is. Acid House is, people... is a lot more uh, new wavy, a lot more like this, really. I wasn't expecting you to know that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. for the people at home, yeah, house music, I just call it like runway music. It's all that like early 90s, like... Ace of Base, mm. Black Box. I think we just got a, a little earthquake, so uh, shut the fuck freak up. me out a little bit. No way, really? I think so. so. I'm like on the second floor here, so I feel it a little more. Also, you can throw any earthquake at me. I usually don't notice it. <laughs> I just go, oh, that's interesting. Is it going to get big? Oh, no, we're fine. All right. Well, if we die, we know what happened. Uh, you were saying, yeah, Ace of Base. So yeah, that kind of like right said Fred. Yeah. Um, yeah. too sexy. Yeah, this runway music. Yeah, garbage, garbage, garbage. But this um, Acid House. I feel like this is kind of like a a ballad album. You take oh, some ballads, right? Uh, I don't think it's the some, most. I don't think it's their most ballad heavy, but yeah, I get you. Take some ballads, take some uh, surf rock, some like 1950s soul and that acid house and 
put in a blender and you get this album. You get some weird shit after the halfway point, man. Like, dude, the the title track. Oh yeah, holy shit. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's, it's so good. So good. It's like an an epic ballad, but then it turns into like electronic mm-hmm. country music. Oh yeah, it's almost like western more, sounding in some parts. Yeah, yeah, more like a western soundtrack than traditional yeah. country music. It it's out there. It is oh, a man. crazy track for sure. And even just the intro alone because I'm a sucker for strings, it's like, oh, I'm I'm just going to put on the intro. Yeah, you got to play it. You got to play it. It's hard to explain. Uh where are we at? Here we go. I was like, oh, shit. Holy shit. Yeah. This is going to be real good. And then. Goddamn, what a good intro. And yeah, the song doesn't sound anything like. No, it doesn't. But it's still fucking crazy good. Uh. Yeah, and I think at this this album is kind of where the the Stockholm syndrome with his with Jarvis's voice kind of kicked in. Like, ah, fuck it, fuck it. It's it's low and droney, and I don't think he's a great singer, but fuck it. It's just that's not the only reason I'm listening to the band. I think the song that got them some recognition put them didn't put them on the map, but got them notice. Uh, Countdown. Mm-hmm. It's like. Their version of disco with uh, Gloria Gaynor's "I Will Survive," and you really start to notice the the house influence on on Countdown. Yeah, that when when hearing this for the first time, and track six comes on, and it's full on disco. It's out of nowhere. It's out of fucking it's nowhere. Out of nowhere. It's completely. <laughs> it's and, and I, one other thing I'll say, other than the fucking, there's so much disco on here, is the fucking Dracula music on here, like. Death oh, yeah. two is electronic Dracula music. That's that's what, and it's not even the only <laughs> song that sounds like that. Like down by the river, D- down by the river, down by the river, uh, sounds like a Dracula waltz. <laughs> it's so fucking weird and theatrical and dancey, and it's they had a uh, spooky hangover from uh, from Freaks, maybe. despite the time yeah between. It's. It, it might as well be a different band. Um, it's really all over the place. Uh, which got uh, the last track, uh, "House Is Condemned." I thought it sounded like Kraftwerk, I, but I, I wrote that too. But not good Kraftwerk. Tour de France Kraftwerk. I I do I disagree with that because I think uh, I actually thought it sounded way more like Telex. We talked a little bit about them on that episode. Uh, Belgian electronic uh, pioneer electronic group. Uh, especially the vocals a lot sound a lot like Telex. I like it. It's long. It's too long. Like a lot of the stuff they do, but I still dig it. But I don't care for it. All right, Alex doesn't care for it. I don't care for uh, my legendary girlfriend either. It feels a little off. Okay, it is the first time we get the hilariously over the top sexual singing style mm-hmm. of Jarvis. Yeah, he just sort of talks into the mic like this. Oh yeah, I'm obviously making up the accent. It's not he talks with a British accent, not that weird uh, Macho Man thing that I did. But uh, there's <laughs> full on 70s, you know, wah pedals. It's like 
are we like doing a intro to a detective 70s tv show like i don't know it's the, the really vocals feel like a, a step behind the music to me mm-hmm. they don't line up right i mean they could but to me it this sounds off also it's this it's this build it's this build no climax uh i guess i don't hate it i do think it's too long and the 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 really smooth talking sexual t- stuff that he does it's like yep at a certain point cuz he's going to keep doing it everyone he's going to keep going for every album after this he's going to keep doing it and it's a thing that at some point you either embrace it or you don't and i think i cho- yep. chose to embrace it cuz it's not going anywhere uh i like the album a lot i did think that the writing overall was weaker than weaker than the last one just because the last one was so crazy uh, but the presentation is, it was just super unpredictable, super diverse. Uh, I think it is their funnest album. It's like, the, it's like the most keeping you on your toes, the most, uh, I don't know. It just seems like they had the most fun making this one. Obviously I'm making that up and projecting, but that's just, that's what I, that's how I, I think that's, I think that's fair. Mm. Cause, uh, cause yeah, you kind of you kind of know what you're getting into mm-hmm. from here on out on that next album. So, and we might as well start now. So right here is 1994 his and hers. So fucking mad right now. People interrupting me. <laughs> Although I do like the song a lot. Okay, 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 okay. Worst I'm gonna album. give this one least favorite. Worst least favorite for me. Uh, this is the one that broke me. Really broke you? I yeah. wasn't broken until the fucking very end. Holy shit! This was like I don't care anymore i don't i don't get it it's a weird album that this is the album that like caused them to blow up it's very beloved Mm -hmm. i'm probably gonna get a lot of hatred for it yeah i know well you're gonna get hatred because you for talking shit about the whole band i this one i was the it was the first one where i was bored and i was like wait hold on what happened to the crazy songwriting and all the cool stuff yes yeah, uh, I love Joyriders, the intro, and I love Lip Gloss, the following track, a lot. I really like those ones, but then the rest mostly don't do it for me. I think this is the most ballad heavy. Yeah, I I saw it was like critically acclaimed. It's on a few like you know best ever list, and this kept waiting for it, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh. Babies is real comical. Uh, it's pretty funny. Because uh-huh. well, from a lyrical just, standpoint, yeah, uh-huh. like it's just like I want to be your boyfriend. I want to put a baby in you. I'm like those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. However, if you're a good God fearing Christian, Alex, they are. 
well, you'll get married and then uh, oh, right. yeah. then <laughs> the babies. <laughs> I but know what I'm talking y- about. Yeah, like that that turns like the the sex lyrics way up on that. Uh I bought up I will survive earlier. Oh uh, she's a she's a lady. There's it's just the same he, song. It's a, it, yeah. It, it's a, just a futuristic I will survive. That's what that's all that song is. Yeah, so if you like countdown or I will survive, she's a lady is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got happy ending. That keyboard solo is almost a flute solo, the uh, way it sounds. I hate that song. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Holy yeah. shit, it's bad. Yeah. A lot of them I, I really don't like. Pink Love, I don't like that one either. I, I Acrylic Afternoons, like it's another one of the hilariously over-sexualized type performances. I do like Jarvis's pig squeal, and it sounded like he was cry singing at one point. A lot of just weird vocal stuff. I- I mean, it's kind of surprising he hadn't cried sing earlier because he's so overtly dramatic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I go ahead. Oh, I thought. Do you remember the first time? I thought that might be a good song, but it just turns into a U two like song. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I'm just, I don't want to just go through each song telling which ones I don't like, really. But this is the first... Yeah, like we said before, this is the first time they start doing the thing that they're known for, which is... Yes. I don't even know what to what to call it. It's like poppy, indie rock, it, high energy, uh, yeah, very theatrical. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, this is like the Brit pop thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's what, you, that's what you would call Brit pop. Yeah. Uh, they're so like I said, they're so different from their peers. Mm-hmm. But yes, from here on out, this is kind of their song sound. They expand yeah. on it, and I feel like yeah, these albums from here on out do have more in common with Blur and mm-hmm. Oasis. Yeah, this one there's not any craziness here. It's just the uniqueness, I guess, of the band. They're they're a weird band. Uh, but it's uh, I don't know. Each one after, like this one onward, I feel you could just kind of take your pick if you like the band because they're all so similar. But this is the only one that I actually did not enjoy, and I say that as a guy who actually did like listening to this band. But uh, I w- clearly, I'm not I crazy. Will say right? on, their, on their following albums, I feel like there's as someone who didn't like the band, there's things here and there that are interesting on the other albums. This album, I don't think anything is interesting outside of babies. And that's only cause it's funny to me. Mm. All right. So we're going to get shot. That's okay. We're going to move on anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going way too far ahead. This is 1995, I believe different class. Shapes, mistakes, misfits Raised on a diet of broken biscuits Oh, oh we don't look the same as you And we don't do the things you do But we live around here too, oh really Shapes, mistakes, misfits We like to go I don't know why, but the song seems so British it. to me it, It's real British that even reminds me of like 007 type stuff. Just for standing out now, really. Brothers to 
like just that uh, the, those drums. Yeah, to, to me, it's like boring. It's like boring rock music. It's like what? Boring Roxy music. I guess if you're a fucking hater, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I like that song. I like this album a lot. Uh, you what? You yeah, got whatever. Your mind. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it best. I'm gonna give it best. Uh, yeah, that's a real passionate best you got. There. <laughs> well, it's between this one and another one for me. Yeah, but yeah. I guess this has the. It's the album with the the most songs that I right. I'll tolerate. Uh, common people that you brought up earlier is on here. I don't even fucking like that song, but I like it, which is odd because I don't. I do like this band. Uh, that song's too long. It should it should be three minutes. A lot of their no stuff more. is too long. Uh, and but see, my problem. This actually reminded me of Computer World from Kraftwerk because of how much I love the second half compared to the first. Like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the first half, like if it was just flipped, I would probably give this best. Uh. You know, I didn't realize that until you said it and looking at my notes and yeah, the second half is, real is good. way more interesting. Dude, Underwear is like, is for sure one of their best songs. I, I fucking love that song so much. What, do you hate that one too, Alex? You hate that one too? I didn't have any feelings about oh, that song because I don't have any notes. Okay. I don't have any notes about oh, it. Oh, fine, fine. I'm an idiot. Fine. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. What else? Do I like I that you say, hate? <laughs> Go on. I will say I do admire the band's work ethic because what was that first album? 83? Yeah. To keep pushing and keep pushing until we're here in 95. Man, like a lot of bands would have would have thrown in the towels. So yeah. Uh and and they they even if you don't like what they're doing, by my God, did they grow since then too? Um uh, just because I feel like it's necessary to note it on every single album. Uh, this, uh, at least for me, the most sexual thing here was Pencil Skirt. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It's like, I don't know. I forgot which else, which other songs he does it on this album, but like he's doing that a lot now. He's seen like that a lot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> the man. Um, oh, the man is passionate. So this is the last time I'll bring up I will survive because it's the last time the band really dives into it. Yeah, this is the last disconess you, you get. Y- yeah, you get I Spy, and he literally says I will survive multiple times on that. And that <laughs> song is real, like real sexual too. Yeah, I like it. I like uh, the song. I think it's pretty good. It's it's fun to me the same way uh, a schlocky movie is fun. <laughs> you don't have to backhand all of your compliments. <laughs> just, all of them. Just... Say something genuine about this wonderful band, you piece of shit. Go on. Got another back, another backhand compliment. Uh huh. Misshapes. Uh huh. I kind of, I feel like all their songs are in like one tempo, one gear. Mm -hmm. Misshapes. I disagree entirely. I feel like it it goes into different gears. You get some like peaks and valleys on there. There's all kinds of peaks and valleys with this band. There's all kinds of, I'm going to go real low and slow like this. And then he goes fucking, then it turns into disco. How is that not peaks? and That is the definition, my friend. I guess it's just more effective on misshapes. All right. 
All right. <laughs> uh, so you you bought up Nick Cave. Yeah. Uh, Dis, Disco 2000. Yeah. Uh, they they did a version of that song with Nick Cave. Really? And I'm not a I'm not a fan of Disco 2000. And then I listened to the one they did with Nick Cave, and it made me realize how much I love Nick Cave's voice. Uh huh. Because I listened to that yeah. song, and I'm like, whatever. And then the Nick Cave version, I'm like, oh, man, his voice is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like that song either. I actually kind of hate that song. So now I'm real curious to hear Nick Cave on it. I'm very, very curious to hear Nick Cave on it. Uh, I love that, Live Bed Show. I think that's a great song. Which one? Live Bed Show. I keep I oh, yeah. saying Live Bed Show. I don't know why I'm saying it like three separate, whatever. <laughs> uh, also, Feeling Called Love is... Man, oh, yeah. it's so sexual. It's so dramatic, but I like it. I like. I just. I don't know. I dig it. I think to me, to me, I know common people in Disco Two Thousand are the hits on here, mm-hmm. but feel feeling Call of Love, I think, is the best track on this album. There, something nice. No backhanded. Very compliment. nice. That I was waiting. I was actually waiting. I was bracing for impact. Uh, but I still think. Uh, so- Go ahead. Oh, sorted for ease and whiz. That's the most British song title ever. Yeah, I didn't even think those were real words. I'm assuming that's some kind of English slang. Well, ease, ecstasy. I don't know what whiz is, but it's a uh, PP. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you regret saying it's that. uh, it's this cheese whiz. You you put your ecstasy on top of like a Philly cheese steak. Your, your joke was just as bad as mine. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I went one. I went a little more highbrow. Oh yeah, of course. The cheese whiz is the highest brows. <laughs> so high, so high. I think this album is a. I think it's a solid representation of of what people think of with pulp. I probably I you know what I'm probably over speaking, but I think it's super accessible. You, you are. This is their most popular, really selling album. All so. right. Well, I just fucking guessed that one. Uh, I just the second half is so much better and. I don't know. I it's not. It's just not consistent for me. I still like it. Still think it's pretty good. But I don't know. The first half just fucking rubs me the wrong way. Uh, before we move on, I'll just say Monday morning is fun and it feels different from the rest. I think it's a great song too. Yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. And no, no backhanded compliment there. None. Just We're just Monday. Monday morning and feeling called love probably might. My two favorite, I don't want to say modern, but... Uh, Later era, mid to late era pulp songs. Yeah. Uh, and underwear. Fuck you, Alex. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I'll go back. I'll give it a second chance. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I didn't write notes about it. All right. We are we two left. Good Lord. I didn't realize how far we've come. This is 1998. This is hardcore. You should have introduced it as this is this is hardcore. You're right. <laughs> I was thinking that too, exactly when I right when I pressed play, I was like, fuck, I should have said this is this is hardcore. <laughs> This is our music from the 
So this is like a fucking full-blown musical theater song. I believe, is that a gospel choir that I heard in there? It might be. I know they come around later on the album, so I wouldn't be surprised if they use them on multiple tracks. I believe Get your money's is. worth. Very fourth wall breaking. <laughs> there we go. This is a very anthemic. It's very much a hero overcoming something. Yes, this is a. Uh, I don't know if it's considered a concept album but there's a lot of uh metaphors and parallels to being a rock star and being a porn star on Mm -hmm. here i thought this album was going to turn a corner for me i thought i would maybe genuinely like this Uh one still still boring go fuck yourself it's the best album go fuck yourself this is a great album how dare you how dare you how could you alex I was debating if I wanted to give this one best because I, I like the ideas a little more on here. Uh, it, it goes big. It goes big. Sure does. Sure does. But end of the day in my hearts, I'm like, mm, it's, you know, there's less songs that I would come back to on here. I guess, but fucking dishes, dude. Dishes is Oh, I got legit excited when that came out. I was like, oh, this writing is <laughs> spectacular. This is like, I think this album has the best writing out of all of the, the last four albums. Like the, it's the, like the presentation is still super over the top and theatrical, uh, but it's not like that much different than the last one and the one after this. Uh, so it, it just, I was expecting exactly the same album as the, as the, um, I'm already forgetting what's a different class. I was expecting uh, just that exact same album coming here. And it was like, oh, these, I just like these songs more uh, like help the aged. Uh, it's like creep from Radiohead, essentially uh, very strong Radiohead vibes, which is fine. Uh, I wrote that about Syl- Sylvia that it's yeah. like boring air Radiohead. And there's too many. Yeah, there's too many songs like that on here there. I know I'll give you that for sure. Especially this. It's funny how the the second half, I feel kind of similar to the first half of the last album, but Mm -hmm. because it starts so strong, this album, I automatically am. I'm just willing to, to, to bear with the last of it or the the end of it because the fucking title track. Oh, you can't deny me that title track. How dare you? You That is a dope song. It's a great song. It's it, I love that song. Uh, that to me, you brought up sounding like a James Bond song. Yeah, that is full blown. Needs to be in a James Bond movie. Spectacular! It is all the theatrics. I don't know why I said that word weird. All the theatric theatrical stuff and build up and d- drama, but like kind of to a T. This is I think it, their best, the best time it, they've done it. it. Yes, that title track is. Their 
their uh, I, what am I looking for? Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's like you said. That's the best written yeah, song uh, ever. It's executed amazingly. Yeah, their tour de force of being dramatic and wailing and, and not like Kraftwerk's tour de force. Don't that, that's tour de France. Or tour de France. Sorry. <laughs> Much less interesting. All, uh, I, I, yeah. Another song I kind of like. Uh, Party hard. No relation to Andrew WK. Of course Party not. Of course hard. not. I dig it. Uh, the only song I actually don't like, I think, is "A Little Soul," which I kind of hate. I I hate it. It's it's boring. Yeah, boring pulp. Put that on the first album. Get it out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Get it the hell out of here, crotchety old man. You sound like me. Yeah, seductive Barry started off good. Middle section is real boring, but then they close it real strong so it's it's almost a shit sandwich i like i like that song too it's just that that's kind of like where i started realizing oh like just just embrace his sexuality just embrace him trying to fuck you with his with his voice and you'll be all right uh because maybe embrace uh you know some three three minute three minute 30 second songs they he, don't need absolutely they don't not. need to he be just, like I, this. how dare you how dare you we will do them for eight minutes that is what we will do some of them were actually that long, another, though. Another reason I couldn't give this best is that last track. What is the fucking okay, okay. point? Okay, so it's, you're talking it is about, at the end. You could just turn it off. And you I do. Just turn it off. He's talking about, okay, he's talking <laughs> about The Day After the Revolution, which is a fucking great song. I think it's a solid closer. The outro on the streaming version is like the original version, which is the outro is literally like 12 minutes less. It's like eight minutes or something eight minutes of like oh hum. no okay okay sorry yeah. i thought you meant overall overall it's like yeah it's like oh, yeah. 12 14 overall, minutes overall it's 15 minutes but the song is like five five minutes uh in other versions like other re-releases it's like shortened to just the end of the song and it's just shortened to five minutes as it should be yeah as it should be so this is just the streaming version you could turn it off after the song ends that's what i did all right you can you can nothing wrong with that I don't think they care if you listen to the fucking 10 minutes of nothing, but uh, I do get it. I do get it. And especially as a guy who often complains about length and things that don't need to be that long. And uh, I get it. But uh, this one just, I, I thought I was getting the fatigue and then I heard this and it made me like, Oh, I do like this. All right. We're on board. This, I, I feel like for me, that's why I just feel like it's the best. <laughs> Still had fatigue, mostly due to uh, Little Soul and Seductive Barry and Sylvia. I get it. I get it. And even Help the Age, like, I don't really necessarily like Creep by Radiohead. I get that's a good song, but I'm just so fucking tired of those chord changes. Over it. Over it. Uh, And that's kind of how I feel with Help the Age. It's not a bad song. It's just, it's just, you know, Creep. I guess Radiohead is kind of part of the Brit wave movement because i could right. see how how these bands got big and radiohead probably got swept in into that and the label right. signed them thinking they were getting one thing little did they know yeah radiohead started out as a band that i hated i absolutely am not on board with early radiohead uh oh now, now I'll, maybe- I'll, i i stand by street spirit fade in fade out big sh- Oh yeah, that's 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 the Brit pop you'll be on board with. Oh, oh interesting, interesting, oh, yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah, Alex, yeah. interesting. 
so this is I don't know. I feel like an argument can be made for both this one and, and yes. the one before. Uh, and obviously that's a thing that fans know. I don't know this because I didn't know who the fuck this band was. But where that one started weak and ended strong, this one starts strong, ends weaker, and I much prefer that just in album flow and pacing. Uh, get your get you invested at the beginning. So when a song isn't as great comes on, you're already, you know what? I'm invested. I'll stick with it. That's how I feel about this, this album. This is... Yes, this is a more cohesive vision, I would say. And it's, uh, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's less fun than the previous album. Yeah, no, I, I, could, so, I, I definitely get that. So who doesn't like fun now, Mike? <laughs> I've never liked fun, Alex, to be in my own defense. <laughs> I'm a very boring, mean old man. But we are going to move on to the last album. Oh boy, I didn't pull it up again. This is 2001, We Love Life. Coming round the mountain. This is a very hard rock. Josh Homme, acoustic guitars, driving. We're going to throw some Western, little Western influence in there. I didn't do my job. Uh, look up who produced this album. I will. This one was produced by Scott Walker and Peter Walsh. Yep. That's who I wanted. Scott Walker, who... Um, it's very much uh, a king of like dramatic pop songs, so it makes it makes sense. But there aren't really any dramatic pop songs on this album. No, no, there aren't. So let us talk about it. So this is uh, more mo- like modern. It's a little more spacey. I don't know if it's less boring, but this this will be the, the one album I may shit. I may revisit because I I think I kind of had some fatigue here. Oh, I had fatigue hard here. Yeah. So I may come back around to this album because there were there were points where I was interested, but like most of their career, I was just bored. It's a good album. It's a good album. I think it's a lot. I don't know. Because by, by the time I got here, the, the fatigue was so strong that I thought I was like, I don't like this writing. I don't like these songs. And then I I got to I got to Wicker Man. I was like, this is really fucking good. And then it's I, not. shut your fucking mouth. And I, that, <laughs> that song was so fucking good. Long, brooding, Wicker Man. I love it. So damn good. Shut your mouth. Wick, After that Wicker song. Man su- well, we're on Wicker Man. Uh-huh. Wicker Man sounds like a fucking Flight of the Concord song without any of the funny lyrics. So beautiful, you fucking piece of Be- shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You're right, you're right, because so, I do think Flight of the Concords are beautiful. So. so after that song, I realized like, oh, wait, I'm probably just pissed off that I am still listening to this band. Uh, and I like just like, it's not bad at all. Like Bob Lind and, and I Love Life. Like I, li- I like these songs. I dig all these. Man, you're shaking your head viciously. Do you, do you have? Are you have a crank in your neck there, huh? 
You yeah, gotta, I do. Is your head going to pop off from shaking it so hard? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Such a hater, Alex. I will say, I love life. That's probably as good as you're going to get for a pulp song. Oh, my God. That's like. I, we didn't even fight this much on a, Neutral Milk Hotel, which I thought we were. <laughs> on which one? The last episode, Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh. I thought we were going to fight this much that episode, but we ended up hating the I same band. So, <laughs> like. I don't even say feel like I'm saying overtly blasphemous things. It's because I mean I'm saying blasphemous so, things. You're saying blasphemous things because the band is are such good writers, or he's such a good writer. Like the presentation is like I get it. Uh, it's very much like this. I think is the most '90s album, '90s sounding album uh, out of all of them. Uh, and I don't care for the presentation too much, but like, man, like they're interesting. They're interesting songs. Uh, However, like, uh, what's it? The night that Minnie Timberly died. Like, I don't feel like that song can get more nineties. It has like the, the, the super loud acoustic guitars with the really big trip hop drums. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Even though it's uh, 2001, but. It's funny. The opening track is pretty like rocking nineties, yeah. but then weeds too is the most trip hop thing ever. What a weird song to put at the beginning of the album. Yes. Very weird. I'm going to put on a little bit of that right now because you heard the opening track. It's I, very rocking. And then Weeds 2, we get this. I think Weeds 2 is my favorite off here. Really? I did not care for it. That just shows how we feel about the band, I think. Yeah. It's super psychedelic. No wonder, no wonder Alex likes it. I feel like it sounds like like something DJ Shadow would do. I don't even know who that is. This is the true story. Oh, the origin. Yeah. He starts voice fucking you immediately. He does that a lot. He does do that a lot. Sure does. Uh, Even though I I was shaking my head for Bob Lind. Yeah. But there there is some interesting guitars and strings on there. There's, a, there's interesting stuff on most of these songs. Like the arrangements are as strong as ever. Musicianship is strong as ever. Jarvis is as sexual as ever. Uh, and also, actually, Except, you know, I really love uh, closing track Sunrise a lot, too. I That's where I wrote down there was a choir. I like the rocking part mm-hmm. over the choir towards the end there. That's some, that is some good stuff. It's actually it's actually very uh, Rocky esque for a, a final track from the final album. It's like very triumphant, <laughs> cathartic kind of thing. I dig it. And then bad cover song. That's the uh, single they released that has the the Nick Cave Disco Two Thousand on it. Oh, but interesting. Bad cover song is like their boring uh indie rock stuff so i don't care for that song but if it led to them doing if it led to them doing a song with nick cave whatever it served its purpose ah you fucking judgmental prick also i do like no i do like the the lyrics to bad cover even though i disagree with them entirely they said i think they like they talk they're making references to things being past their prime they had like the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. in the eighties, and they threw, then they threw South Park in there. I was like, "Hold on, listen, South Park is is going strong twenty years after this song, so shut your fucking mouth." Uh, I don't know if they're going as strong, but in two thousand one, they were they were still going. They strong. were they hadn't even started yet, man. They were fucking picking up picking up that speed. 
but Nas, Nesno Alex also hates South Park as well as beautiful bands like Pulp. He just hates all fun and happiness. I'm kidding. Uh, yep. Yep. That's me. Also, <laughs> you know, that's what I don't get paid to do on this podcast. I get yeah. not paid to judge judge things so exactly and they just bring on any it's, rock and roll artist and i'm gonna be in your position <laughs> just literally anyone <laughs> i feel like it's been a rough stretch for me huh how do you mean and, uh uh this is what the artists we've been covering lately oh yeah it's not exactly your your brand uh i will and i will give you that there, there, there's been some gems but ooh, since uh since not making this quarantine easier no no but in your you know you know i will defend you on that this is not for you this last episode wasn't for you the next episode is more for you more not for me because i i picked yeah the next artist i picked that out yeah and then the, the following one is also for you so so hey just deal with it buddy you're gonna you're gonna get yours all right i am dealing i am dealing with it i'm here i'm recording uh alex is just jerking off right now he's not even paying attention i'm kidding but how weird would it be if i didn't say we were kidding but so back to the band broke up in uh oh two got back together 2011 did all the big festivals your isles of rights your Coachella's, your mm-hmm. Glastonbury's. Is it pronounced like that? No idea. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So they kind of did like a one last hurrah, 2011, 2012. And, uh, you know, hopefully they stay broken up. Otherwise, they're hypocrites. <sighs> or not... They can play shows. Just don't record you hear that? an album. Do you, you hear that, Paul? Alex said you can play shows. So go ahead. You have my permission. You have my permission to keep making buttloads of money. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sad now. Oh, boy. That's okay. So let's fucking recap. <laughs> I'm like bitter the, episode. I'm like the cocktail, to, cocktail, cocktail twins. Cocktail. Cocktail. <laughs> cocktail twins, Alex. And you like they them more than that. I do too, which is yeah, interesting. I do. I do. I just like mispronouncing their name. It's funny. No, I, no, I meant like uh, yeah. we're talking. I mean, because we're talking about them and then this band, and it's like the polar opposite. I, I, unlike them though, Pulp took that Coachella money and fucking laughed all the way to the bank with it, as they should have. God damn it! Uh, but let's recap. I'm gonna start, and if I remember. Yeah, we go. 1987, Freaks. Ah. That is my personal favorite. I really fucking like that album way more than I thought because, uh, well, I don't know. I kind of wish they did more creepy, spooky stuff. I really liked it. So do I. So do I. I kind of thought that was what we were in for. What they were gonna turn into. Yeah. And I then, mean, that's that's not like a. That's not why I don't like that. Right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> 1984, his and hers. That is uh, worst, least favorite. I'm going to die by pulp fans, but I don't care. This is the only one I fucking don't like. And I don't even dislike it. It's just obviously weaker to me than the rest. Uh, 1998, this is hardcore. Best. 
I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of if you're a fan of this band, you you get where I'm caught. You get what I'm talking about. All right, Alex. What? What you got? Least favorite. Or sorry, worst is it. Also, I forgot to bring up that's a punny title, because if you say pulpit, it sounds like pulpit. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. <laughs> I yeah, I forgot to bring it up. So worst it. Uh, least favorite, his and hers. It's a boring album. I don't know why the world decided that was the album to make them what they are today. Uh, best personal favorite, different class, has the most songs that I enjoy. But uh, also, despite some bumps in the road, the you know title track on this is hardcore is is epic. It is. It sure is. So thank you so much for listening and watching. If you want to send us some death threats or an artist, you can send all that to every member at gmail.com. We will probably get to it if the artist is not active or, uh, you know, breathing or whatever the, the hell our rules are. Please, also manage, uh, manageable discography. If you got like, Oh yeah. Over like 15 and over. It's that's I mean, it gets, one day. Yeah. Like 15. One day we might get there, but. 15 is like, right yeah, 15 is like the, w- as soon as it gets to 15, we got to start planning shit. Like, okay, we got to set aside a few weeks and then we got to, uh, and some, some, some artists that would normally qualify a la Prince have maybe what, 712 albums, something like that, which is just insane. I didn't even, re- I didn't even realize how many fucking albums Prince had until we started this podcast. Cause I want to do Prince. And no, you I don't like, <laughs> no, you fucking don't. <laughs> Imagine the fatigue there. Holy shit. But also, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a, a fucking comment, a review, anything. Tell us you want us to die. We deserve it. But also, don't actually do that. That's not nice. Uh, and if you want to join in and listen to the same artists that we are, send your emails. Fucking book club style. Follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura. Uh, Alex and I will probably both be throwing out the next artist that we're doing. If I told you what we're doing right now, it would not apply because we record these way in advance. I know it's complicated. I'm very sorry. Anyway, me, Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at mother puncture. And last but not least Spotify playlist on pulp. You can find a link in the description of wherever you're listening and watching as well as every album ever.com where we have playlists associated with every single episode. I have a strong feeling. Most of the picks on this particular playlist will be mine, but that's okay. I, that is okay. I did my, I did my civic duty and picked 10 songs. They got 10 songs. I'll <laughs> give it to them. They, they got 10 songs. <laughs> the bitterness. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, well, you know, Huh? I came in here with some hot takes, but uh, I said some nice things. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's what we—that's what we've. I mean, that's the whole point of what we do. We're not gonna. It's impossible. It's impossible for us to like everything that we're gonna sit down and force ourselves to listen to. Uh, and I might be in the same seat as you next week. I might not. I'm optimistic, but I'm very aware of how my brain works, and we'll see. I, I am interested. We should just say it, right? They know what's coming. Uh, we're doing. Uh, I don't want to get. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Next week is is White Stripes. So I don't know. I've never listened to White Stripes. Uh, That's why I'm interested. Yeah. It, by the time this episode releases, like I will have closed down the fucking receiving the emails for it, and you know, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but 
you know, we'll fucking see. Uh, Jesus. But I will take the last song for this one just because. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That'd be so hilarious. I'm I mean, like, all right, Alex, I'm what not- is it? Huh? It's going to be the title track. This is hardcore. It is not. I'm, I'm not going there. Is it off Freaks? Is it off Freaks? I'm going underwear from different class. All right. And that's, All right. I, I just feel it in my soul. So thank you so much for listening and watching, everybody. See ya. Because you're not going anywhere. He's coming up the stairs. And in a moment, he'll want to see you. Couldn't stop it now There's no way to get out It's standing far too near How the hell did you get here? me and make it in somebody else's room I'd give my whole life to see it And just you Still there Only in your own world If fashion is your trade Then when you're naked I guess you must be unemployed, yeah But once it's underway There's no escaping The fact that you're a girl and he's a boy I couldn't stop it now There's no way to get out He's standing far too near And how the hell did you get here? Semi-naked in somebody else's room I'd give my whole life to see it And just you stood there Only in your underwear Thank you.